Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord. We're going to get right in this thing. Yeah, I'm going to keep you to like a little bit and we're going to go. You ready for this? I need you to get there. I want you to see something tonight. You know, I've been really going slow. If we're going to live by faith, go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. I want you to get this. Like I said, I stole some of this stuff. I'm going to <laughs> have to text Brother Doug and tell him glory be to God. Thank you. But I want you to, uh, you know what, bring it all the way to the edge if you could. Thanks, guys, because I'm going to stay down here. I think this is the easiest thing for me to do so you could all see. Can everybody see this? Okay, good. And this way, then I could jump up here and go. Thank you, guys. All right? So what I want you to see is this. I want you to go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let the ushers come and serve you. Now faith, everybody say now faith. Now faith. Is the substance of things hoped for. Is the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. And we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. You're framing your world with your words. You are a byproduct right now of what you've been speaking. Okay? So that things which were not seen made the things that which do appear. See it? Everybody got, if you need a faith, everybody got the little faith sheet? If you got your sheet, everybody got the sheet? Has everybody got one of those papers they handed it out earlier? got two little lines on it. If you ain't got one, wave. Alicia's really helping out tonight. Thank you so much. She's a blessing, okay? Looks like this, okay? And this is the part I stole, but I guess I really didn't steal it because I'm giving credit, all right? So I guess I'm just borrowing it, okay? Here's the thing, and I agree with it. I started traveling the world. I'm here with you today. I started asking myself the question, if faith is simple and easy to understand, how come we can't simply quantify it? Is that all right? If faith is going to please God, how do I know whether I'm in it or not? Here's the number one reason why I see a problem with the whole thing. You ready? People are waiting for something to happen that's not going to happen if you're not in the place of faith. So you got people waiting for something to transpond in life or, or occur, and it's not going to occur because they don't have the right currency to get it to change. So what people do is they start out for a minute, and then they quit on it. Go to Mark chapter 4. Go to Mark 4.14. It's going to help us see it. Okay? Remember we were here last night? So what I see a lot of people do, they start out in it, they start the process, and then they start looking at stuff to tell me whether the process is working. And because it doesn't look like the process is working, they quit on the process that they started. Is that all right? And then you start all over again. So what happens is this. It looks good, but then basically what happens is because they don't see anything changing and it doesn't feel like nothing's different, they stop. Well, why? Faith works in an unseen realm, not a seen realm. So I don't want you looking to the place of the seen to tell me whether this is working or not. Did you get that? I don't want you looking in the arena of natural to tell me whether faith's working. It doesn't work in that arena. I'm going to say something, never said it before in my life. When faith shows up in the natural arena, it's finished. It's accomplished its job. It stays in an unseen realm until it what? accomplishes the project. Once it accomplishes its project, it's over. So stop looking. This is what I'm saying to you. Stop looking in a realm of the scene to tell me whether your fate's working. It doesn't work in that realm. It manifests in that realm, but it doesn't work in that realm. It works in an unseen realm. So what I got to do is I got to get you off everything you see to tell you whether your fate's working or not. Because the minute you start looking at what you see to tell me whether it's working, you're going to get disappointed. And people abandon, you don't have a belief problem, guys. You have an abandonment problem. Abandoning what we believe because we come off of it because we don't think it's changing anything. Is that okay? I'm going to go real slow. You know what I think I do? I think I go too fast. And I got to let this stuff settle in you. And it's okay with me because I ain't no big hurry. Because I told you like 830, I'm letting you go. It's a lot to absorb and I don't need to overkill it. This is for, the, this is for you know what this is for? I, people came, it was great. You come all the way from Oklahoma. You guys came from Raleigh. People come in. They really did. It's cool. I love it. But this is, this is for you guys, the people that can hear me. You know what I mean? And Because I want you to get this. So it ain't about being cute and, you know, who's here. We're here. And we got to get this thing. You know what I'm saying? I want to get it at another level. Okay. So Mark chapter 4 makes it very clear. All right? Sower shows the word, verse 14, right? These are they by the wayside. Remember we said they served, they've heard? The word is sown. When they've heard it, Satan comes immediately to take away what was sown. 
Point number one, every time you come in church, you got to put listening ears on. I'm telling you right here, remember when you're a kid, put your listening ears on. They weren't playing, man. you got to have listening ears in here because church is not a spectator thing where you come and just get it. you got to say something so I can hear something so I can transform my life. you got to fight to pay attention. I'm telling you, church is like a war zone of you not getting the seed you need to succeed. So come in ready to go. Go to bed early. I'm not, I'm not kidding. You know, Joe... Uh, I was in a meeting with, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Hillsong. What's his name? Brian Houston. Brian Houston's in there. Brian Houston was in there. And Brian Houston said this right out of his mouth. He said, there, he, said, if, he, said he said, if you ain't in bed, was it 9 o'clock or something like that, you're not ready for a Sunday morning experience. He told the team. He said, if you ain't in bed Saturday night by 9 o'clock, you ain't ready for a Sunday morning experience. And I'm not saying, you know, guys, life happens. You understand what I'm saying. But what he was saying was, be ready for tomorrow. Because you're going to hear something change. One word from God will change your life forever. I went to Winter Bible Seminar. Oh, my God. I almost stabbed my buddy with a pencil. <laughs> How serious. I went to Bible, Winter Bible Seminar in 97. 97? 97. I'm in the balcony. And I said, man, I'm telling you now, we've been praying for Brother Hagin to say something. Don't sit near me if you're going to talk because you guys want to play games. I didn't come here to play games. We prayed for three months for this guy to say something. I'm in the balcony. I, that's why I specifically went in the balcony, because in the balcony, nobody sits in front of you. If you get in the, I got right where I wanted to be. I said, I want to sit down there. Y'all going to get distracted. Y'all, it's like, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get in all that. I'm coming to hear the man of God speak. Leave me alone. Don't sit with me. I'm telling you, though, if you joke or sit with me, I'm going to stab you if you bother me, because I know how they are. They got to talk and Looking, they were looking at girls or something. I ain't got no time for that right now. We'll do that later. All right, right? So I didn't have Pastor Liz back then, right? So um, I was causing my own problem. I said, faith works. Praise God. You never know what I might get. Come on. Amen. Look, stay right here. So I'm here, and I'm locking in. And he's talking, and they want to keep bugging me. I said, dude, I'm going to stab you with this pencil. You better cut it out. He's going to say something. I was so locked in, I got lost. I got lost for like the week. I don't know if I was eating, sleeping. I don't know what happened. I was so hungry to hear. You know what got me? Dude, two rows in back of me, falling asleep, nitwit over there, doing something goofy. I said, how can we all be sitting in the same room hearing the same thing, but we all ain't getting the same experience? It was not what he was saying. It was the soil in the building. How can one person be in here weeping, crying, slinging snot, the other guy over there looking at his watch, what time is this over? It's you coming in ready to hear. You know what I'm saying? You know what's funny? Like, you ever have a Sunday? Like, I do this in staff. Well, it was a little flat. You know what I mean? You come in a little Sunday. You know, a little flat. Flat happened at the house. It didn't happen when they came to the church. You know, you know what I'm saying? You don't think they all called one another? Hey, I'm a little tired today. You a little tired today? I'm a little tired today. I don't even want to go. I'm not going. Praise God. Let's not go. They don't all talk to one another. They just, this is the atmosphere we're living in. But we didn't do the right music. We did all the right music. They come in here like deadheads. They ain't going to get excited. Jesus Christ could have come walking through the wall. They ain't going to get excited about that neither. You know what I'm saying? They weren't ready for the experience. Now, look, I might have an off day. I'm not telling you I'm batting a 1,000 every night. But here's what I'm saying. You could hear anything from the word of God and get excited about it. It's how you come ready to hear. But we don't understand why we go to church. Oh, baby, listen, you don't even, why we go to church to go to, no, you come to church to hear something. You come to church for a word. I want to come see if smoke's going to come out the, if smoke comes out the building, I can care less. It's all right. Get a smoke light show. I don't care. I don't care what we do on that, but say something. Say something. I want to jump, shout. If we had chandeliers, we hang from them. Come on. But you see what I'm saying? I'm coming to hear because something you're going to say, I don't, you preaching, you preaching, who preaching? I want to hear something because something you say is going to change my life forever. When you come in that building like that, when you come in that building like that, you guess what? They might not get what they need, but guess what? You're going to get exactly what you need. You see what I'm saying? That's what you're doing. I'm, I need to hear the word. So now look what it says here. Mark chapter 4. It says the sower sows the word, right? The sower sows the word. So I'm sowing the word. These are they by the wayside. Now, he's starting to talk about the soil. Guess who the soil is? You. Why is this so important? Because here's what starts happening. Remember we were building our little bridge? And this is where I stole from Brother Doug. And if he's watching, praise be to God, I'll send you an offering. Right? Okay. Word. Right? You got it? 
It's really good. Word, right? And we were talking about beliefs. Remember he was over here? He was over here, right? Beliefs, right? My, my, my scribble, right? Okay, here's where I started getting excited, right here. This is where people are missing it because here's the process. I, I, you want to say first time you heard it, second time you hear it, write this down. You want to talk about forming beliefs. You want to talk about strengthening beliefs. You want to talk about repetitive hearing. You want to talk about first time hearing. I'm going to get into this all too because faith got dormant as far as I was concerned because it was like, well, how much hearing do you got to do to do something? I think it's in the governing side. But this is my big, my big problem right here is right here. If we never get the word of God, we never start the process. This is the biggest place you become and I become a rejecter. We reject. Why do we reject? Now, this is the most important thing I'm going to talk to you about. Faith comes by hearing, but if you reject what you hear, faith can't do nothing for you. That was the mistake that I believe we messed up by continual hearing. Continually hearing without accepting isn't producing anything. Continual hearing without accepting produces nothing. Because when it comes, you reject it. You have to accept what you hear. If you don't accept what you hear, as fast as faith comes, faith goes. I am convinced of that. Because here's what I'm saying. Faith is in the now. So go slow. Just look at Mark chapter 4. We're going to get there. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Can you stay right there for a minute? Mark chapter 4. Can you flip over to Mark 11? We'll go to Mark 11. Just get the, little, get the little stringy thing. We're going to do good, right? Everybody doing good? I'm going to give you a lot of scripture, but it's all going to be good. So I, I, I'm saying this, because here's the thing, right? Look right here, guys. You, if the word of God forms, strengthens beliefs, and then we get over here, we're going to start governing our life. We'll talk about that later. And it's going to continue to be think, saying, doing, thought life, stuff over here. Here's my question. If we start the process here, we got a problem. This is what I'm saying. Now, this is what's so important. Number one, you're probably not going to believe a lot of stuff you read out of the Bible immediately. I really think this is why it's so important to be somewhere where you trust who you hear. If you don't trust who you hear, you're not going to believe. You don't, this, I'm going to say this. I say this to my guys. I say this to the people that are connected to me, so hear me. You don't really know who you are. That's not mean. I got to show you who you are in that Bible. You got to trust what I tell you is true about you because your voice in your head about you is not really true about you because nobody's lied to you more than you. I asked a great question and got a great answer. I said, I really think Jesus needed to be validated. So I checked it. I don't just come in here and tell you stuff. I check stuff out. I said, Jesus needed to be validated, and I really think he needed the validation, and I think it, it showed me, and I showed you this, and I'm going to explain it because we're in this, this conference. Jesus shows up on the earth, and he looks to John the Baptist and says, John, you must baptize me. True? You've heard this before, but stay with me. He goes, baptize me to fulfill righteousness. Why? There's order that has to be followed for me to accomplish my task. Everything has an order. Sometimes God will harness you from destiny for a moment in time to release you at the perfect time. Nobody likes it, though. It's painful, but it's okay. So you wait for a time. So Jesus goes, you must fulfill the righteousness that needs to be done. And we all know what happened. Jesus then comes up out of the water, and heaven says, that is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Validated from his father. Gets validated from his father, and then he gets pushed into the wilderness. We've all been here. Here's my question number one, though. John is smart enough to recognize that his time is decreasing and says, don't follow me, follow him. He's the Christ. So leadership has to understand there's going to be a time you got to keep him, and there's a time you got to let him go. And you got to know the season of when. That's, that's getting around safe leaders. If you're not around safe leaders, you're, going, you're, going, you're in trouble before you start because they're going to try to keep you forever and mess the whole thing up. Okay, leave that alone. That's not what we're talking about. What we are talking about is this. Why does he need to be validated? Why does he have to hear his father say that from earth hears? It was, now, I asked myself the question of all questions. Was it, for, was it for the earth or was it for Jesus? It was for both. Jesus had to hear it. Why? Because even though he's God, he's not operating as God. He's operating as man with God. He had to hear it. 
That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. And now I have no problem stepping into the arena of battle because I know who I am. Question of identity was challenged the minute he enters into the what? Wilderness. If you are, then prove it. Everything in life is going to ask you to prove who you are. You don't have to prove to nobody who you are. God already knows who you are, and you know who you are. Understand, you'll find out. Question is, why do you got to be validated, though? Because nobody's going to lie to you more than you. Because, see, the thing's in your head. So somebody's voice has got to be louder than your own, otherwise you're rogue. What do you mean I'm rogue? You're wandering around. You don't know what to listen to. And you can't listen to yourself because it's like seven things talking to you within your head. So the only way to shut them down is somebody told me who I am that I can trust, that loves me enough to tell me the truth, and now I'll elevate that above all. And if you say that's what I am, I believe what I am. Because that's what happens. So usually, because watch this. You hear you're more than a conqueror, and you're facing a situation that looks great. You reject what you hear from the word of God. That's why people need comfort. That's why people are looking for this. Because they usually reject what God says about them immediately because it looks like it's so small compared to my problem that's so big. So the first thing we got to get you to understand is the validity of the word of God and its utmost importance. What does that mean? The word of God. I know you're all going to say, I agree with it, mentally accepting it as truth, but I need you to believe it in a different position of the heart. Does that make sense? You can't just agree with it. You got to accept it as one with yourself. Why? Because you're going to reject what you hear. Watch this. I come in here and tell you you're going to be rich. You so broke, you squeak when you walk. You don't take that word and run with it. You don't run with that. I tell you you're healed, and you come in here, you're rejecting this stuff. But that's the only thing that can fix you and change you. Otherwise, it ain't going to work. So we're rejecting the word we hear because we don't understand it. Remember we talked about it last night? What you don't understand, you reject. So we have to get you to a place of understanding. But if you don't understand the process, you're going to be a continual rejecter because you keep looking at circumstances to tell me whether this can work or not, but circumstances don't got nothing to do with it. It's the word of God. It changes circumstances. Now you got to get, don't say yes. Get what I just said. I know you're getting it, but get what I said. You have to come in understanding like this. I got to be a total acceptor. Even if I don't struggle with the understanding part, I got to be an acceptor of what I hear. Because here's the key. Without accepting what I hear, there's no way for change. So people do Mark chapter four. Now let's just look at this for a minute so you can see it, okay? I think it's very important. Remember I said Mark 11? Go with me to Mark 11. 23, and let's, wait, wait, let's start here. Let's start here. Let's do this. Let's start with verse 12. We'll take our time. We'll stay here. Give you like a half hour of this, and you go, you all right? So what am I doing? I can't reject what I hear. Why do you reject what you hear? You don't understand it. Why don't you understand it? You don't have enough knowledge. Why do you not have enough knowledge? I don't know, but we just eradicated that. Now you got enough knowledge to know what I got to do. I got to be an acceptor of what I hear. So when you hear it, you got to accept it. Don't reject it. Well, I tried. didn't work. Be quiet. I don't know. Nobody in my family ever turned out good. You'll turn out good. Because here's the thing. If we don't get, listen to me, this is so good. Watch this. Remember we've been here? You're going to see it on your notes, right? They got it up there, right? Beliefs are supposed to do this. What? Show us the life we're supposed to live. Govern, right? Speaking. Thinking. Doing. Action. Remember all that? Supposed to govern. Right? Govern. What do you mean govern? Action side. Everybody wants to get to the action side, right? Governs. See it? Think, say, do, speech, walk, talk, look like a Christian, act like a Christian, stop thinking stupid, stop doing dumb things, live right, walk right, talk right. You want to get this fixed? You ain't going to get You ain't going to get nothing. You're going to be this, because here's the problem. We reject because over here, we're people this. We're this. We're fleshy. Or we're carnal. Why are we carnal? Because we're rejectors of the word that can change us. So you want to get to the other side. So watch what happens. You can't get none of this process to work. Your beliefs are supposed to govern what you think, say, and do. Your beliefs ain't going to govern what you do. You know what it will? Your flesh. So now watch, your flesh is forming and what? Allowing your beliefs to govern what I think they do. So why do people talk weird? They're flesh ruled. Why is your mouth negative? You're flesh ruled. You're carnal. 
I cannot come to you, but I have to speak to you as in babes in Christ. Are you seeing it? So they're rejected. So what do they do? Their flesh is trumping what the word of God says, or their own mental mind is trumping what God's word said. So there's no way to get to the process of faith. So we don't get to see. That's why Mark chapter 4 is the most important chapter in the whole Bible, because everything's a seed. And if I don't have a seed, I cannot take that engrafted seed and change the way I do things. So I got no hope, but I'm saved in God Jesus. You got to be saved in God Jesus all day long. If you don't get the word, you can't change your situation. Are you seeing it? You see what I'm saying? So now I got to ask myself, is flesh or what am I hanging on to? Because it, see, this is the problem. We get over here and we say, oh, look at how these people act. And we go, what's wrong with them? The only reason why they're acting like this is you got to come over here. They're being ruled by something besides the word of God. And until you flip that switch and understand, seed is the most important thing I got. It's Mark chapter 4. I'm going to show it to you, but I want you to just look at this. Look at Jesus' account. This is what starts happening, and you need to see this because I have to get out of it. And on the morrow, when Jesus came to Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, happy if he may find anything. When he came to it, he found nothing on it, for it was not the time yet. And Jesus answered and said to him, no man eat the fruit hither from her. And he went, his disciples heard it, and they came to Jerusalem, and they went on, and as he taught, he went there, and I'm just going to keep going on, 18, and chief priest describes, and in verse 20, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots, and Peter calling to remembrance... And Peter, calling the remembrance, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus said unto him, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you, Now whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and ye shall have them. Watch this. He said, When you pray... Believe you receive. When? When you pray and stop. If faith ain't now, it ain't faith. Believe you receive when? Believe you receive. Believe you. Believe you. When? When you what? When you pray. Faith is now. If it ain't now, it ain't faith. So when faith comes, if you don't activate it when it comes, it ain't now, it ain't faith. So what are you going to do with it? Hear it and stack it? You can't stack it, guys. Let me tell you something right here. The only reason why you didn't activate it is because you didn't believe it when you heard it. Now, that's okay, because after it's released, we change it. Because the first time I hear it, whoa, a couple hundred times I hear it, whoa. But sooner or later, I got to release it. Until I release it, I can't strengthen it. But hearing ain't helping me as much as you think it is, because I have to accept what I hear. Because as fast as it comes, as fast as it goes. As fast as it comes, as fast as it goes. Why did I want you to see that? He said, believe you receive when you... Well, what happened? What, what happened when I prayed and didn't believe I received? I didn't have no faith for exchange. You better get that, man. How many times did you pray for the same thing over and over and over again? Because we got jacked up. Because we, we thought prayer was what? Repetition. But don't be like the heathen with vain repetition. Remember that? You don't remember that? Remember when I gave you that scripture? Matthew said what? He said, don't be like the heathen because of their vain repetition. They think they're going to be heard. But you ask. Seek and knock. So you guys, are you getting it? You see what's happening? Are you getting it? Okay? So it's got to be now. So when faith comes, I got to accept it, or if I don't accept it, what do I do? I reject it, and this is the good part. If you rejected it, it's okay. Let it come back by hearing again. How fast does faith come? As fast as you can hear. How fast does faith go? As fast as you reject. Now you got to get there. What do he say? Believe you receive when you... Well, how many times did you pray for something and not believe you received? Every prayer I prayed more than once, I didn't, come on, somebody. I didn't know I was supposed to believe I received every time. When you go in there and pray for your kid, and you go, what? I believe I received. Walk out and thank God for the rest of your life. Why you got to ask for the same thing over and over and over again? You believe in God for the money? I believed I received that moment, Right? You don't come out. Now, listen, I'm going to have different money projects, but when I receive that, I believe that time for that money right there, I got it. Come on. Are you there? 
I got to make sure I'm using faith. See, we pray these prayers that have no faith attached to them. They can't produce no results. So you got people starting the process, looking at that fig tree. Come on, watch this. I'm going to show it to you. Ready for this? You're going to love this, right? And he said what? And Peter, on the morrow, calling to remembrance, the fig tree without curse is a withered away. When Jesus seen the fig tree, he cursed it. When Peter seen the fig tree, he said what? He said, the fig tree that thou cursed has withered away and died. Jesus was like, don't get excited about it. That thing was dead the minute I spoke. Now, here's what you got to see. Faith, when it gets pulled in the arena of sight, gets wishy-washy. Here's what I'm saying. When Jesus spoke to that tree, that tree looked alive. That tree felt alive. That tree smelled alive. That tree's leaves were green. That dirt looked brown. That whole thing looked right. Jesus walked by and said, curse you, wither away and die. They walked away. The Bible says, God, Bible scholars said they walked by it once and walked by it again. Guess what? When they walked by that thing the next day and they seen it that night, they said, hey, that thing don't look dead to me. Jesus might be slipping. Maybe Jesus don't know what he's doing. But the next day when they got up, Peter being shocked, what? It's dead. Here's my question. Was it dead the minute he spoke or was it dead the minute he saw it? It was dead the minute he spoke it. It took him to see it to believe it. Jesus said, that ain't the kind of faith I'm talking about. The see it kind of faith ain't moving me. It's the believe it before you see it kind of faith that gets something done. Amen. So why are you looking to a natural arena to tell me whether your faith's working or not? The minute you look to the natural arena to tell me what, oh, that kid, I believe God for this, he's going to go hellbent. Big deal. Go hellbent all day long. You still coming. See, this is the problem. You're looking at the project to tell me whether the promotion's coming. Leave that thing alone. It's got to work. But did you release it? See, you ain't confident in it unless you know you released it. But once you know you released it, you're confident. Now, stay with me. I love you. Watch this. Ready? So here's what happens. You can't be rejecting what you hear. You better get this. If you keep hearing and rejecting what you hear, it ain't doing you no good. You ain't growing. If you keep hearing and rejecting what you hear, you ain't growing. So I got to make sure. Now, why do we reject? We don't understand. Why do we not understand? Lack of knowledge. Why do we have lack of knowledge? Not enough evidence. How come we don't have enough evidence? You didn't produce enough. You got to produce evidence. How do you get evidence? Mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established as truth. You got to become Bible scholars. Google it. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's quiet in here. You all right? I'm going to give you the work. This is what you got to do. Find the project and get after it. Come on. Are you all right? Are you seeing, what's, you seeing how it works? Well, I heard it, but I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm not, I don't know. Because here's the thing. I know what you're going to say to me. I know exactly what you're going to say to me. Well, how much hearing do I got to do? Not a lot. See, this is the problem. You think, like, I haven't qualified yet. You qualify. Remember this. You qualify the minute you believe and accept what you hear. I don't need time. I just need faith. Now, people don't understand this because what happens is sometimes... Because this is why. You don't see people getting the results, and then you wonder if the process even works. The process definitely works, but here's the thing. you got to make sure you are not a rejector. You're a rejector. You want to know why you're a rejector? Not because you're ignorant that only. You become a rejector of stuff you hear because you don't understand how it can happen. Is that all right? And because you don't understand how it can happen, you don't even try. Because I tried, it didn't work. Guess what? You're going to try now, right? What I mean, I got a scripture. Because here's the thing. Faith, this, this, let me show it to you, all right? Because here's what happens. People get almost locked in on this and go, well, where, where, where's the breakdown? Let me show it to you real quick so you can get this thing, all right? And I think it's, I think it's easy to get. I think it's simple more so than, 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 than it's hard. Are you all right with me? Because one of the things I need you to really understand is, huh, I want you to really get the fact of the matter. You don't have a faith problem. You have an abandoning problem. Write that down. Because we start out in faith, but we abandon the faith we have because we look at circumstances to tell me whether something's happened or not. Matthew 8 and 1. We look at circumstances to tell me whether this is working or not. We abandon the faith that we have. Did you get that? 
Come on, you doing all right? Give me 15 more minutes. This is like weighty, and because it's weighty, it gets heavy. And your head works so hard, you almost don't know whether you're getting it. You're getting it. Did you get what I just said? Did you get what I said? You, you didn't have a faith problem. You did have faith. You released faith. You just basically quit on your faith because you didn't see nothing change. So you, you abandoned it. You just let it go. And then you went and started the process all over again. Because once faith is released, faith's got to finish. It's got a job to do. Tomorrow night, I'm going to show you how faith's your servant. You put it to work. But you don't let your servant sit down at the table until the job's done. You got to let them finish. Don't take your faith off it. It's sometimes, you want to know what's crazy? In believing for other people, it's more work after faith's been released than it is, than it is getting to faith to release it. Let me say that again. It's more faith. It takes more faith after it's been released than it takes faith to get it to show up to be released. Did I say that even right to make sense? Basically, I'm saying this. After you release faith, it's going to take more faith to stay in faith than it was to get the faith you released. Because now I got to stand there and go, praise the Lord. I believed I received when I prayed. You understand what I mean? Getting the faith and letting it loose is easy. Hanging on to the finish line, that takes something there, amen? You got to stand there and speak the stuff. You know what I mean? But here's the thing, it can't fail. It can't fail. Come in there and like, what's the church? I don't look at a church. Don't look at the chairs. Don't look at the bank book. Don't look at nothing. Walk in there and just look at God. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Go there. Now what? Holidays are coming. All them nitwits are going to come to your house. You know what I'm saying? Here they come. You know, ain't them ones you've been believing God for? They ain't getting no better. They're getting worse. You ain't listening to me. You know exactly what I'm saying. You all been in agreement for Uncle Mike. He drunker than ever. You know what I'm saying? So you got there. It's cute. It's funny, though. But you got there. You're like, well, praise God. We're believing God for the kids. And them kids are wacky. It's all right. It's okay. Don't look looking at them. You know what I'm saying? Just keep your faith. Don't let none. Don't look at natural circumstances. Don't look at natural circumstances to tell me whether your faith is working. It'll make you quit. Don't look at it. Okay? So watch this. Remember this? Let me give you these two places. You all right with this? You doing okay? Look at Matthew 8. And when they was down from the mountain, great multitudes following, behold, there was a leper. He said, hey, can you heal me? He said, yeah, put forward your hand, I will. He wants to know that, see, the question about God is never can he, it's will he. It's never can he, but it's will he do it for me. He said, I know you can't, but will you? Yeah, now watch this. Watch verse 5. And when Jesus went in, because y'all, y'all been indoctrinated, I'll keep hearing and got to have great faith, right? Got to have great faith. What in the world's great faith? You feel disqualified because you don't feel like you've been qualified. I don't know. I'll I tell you how it happened to me, and I'll tell you a quick story. I was in Bible school, and, you know, I, I was working, you know, and I'm working, and I had these counts. I was cleaning windows. I told you a story. I'm working, I clean windows. Look at this lady. She's got a bridal shop. You know, all these girls are in there, always happy. I go in there. She's like, oh, wait, later you lay hands on the books. I'm like, yeah, I helped her out. So she was always giving me extra money. She'd always, because you know, she's a Bible student. You know, I, I charge her like 20 bucks. She's like, give me 40 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever she was making. And she's like, oh, do me a favor. Lay hands on the checkbook, because I got I to gotta make $1,500, make rand. Do it. So I'd pray. She would go to Oral Roberts, I think, or Billy Joe Dars. Billy Joe's. And I'd go in there and I'd lay hands on checkbook and help her out. And she'd always give me something, ask me how I'm doing. I gave away my bed in Bible school. You know, I don't know. You can do crazy stuff. But I needed, I, you know what's funny? There you go. There's a seed. I gave away my bed. Somebody needed a bed. I think Scott needed a bed. Somebody needed a bed. I gave him my bed. I said, take my bed. I'll sleep on the box thing. You know, it's the box part. It was uncomfortable. It was on the ground. It was a mess. And I go, to, I didn't tell nobody. And I showed up one day and she looked at me cleaning the windows. She goes, You need a bed? I said, Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I need a bed. I got a queen pillow top. I was in heaven, man. So a bed, get a bed. You don't think this stuff works. Come on, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, you get way back in bed. But I didn't tell you about the six weeks or whatever it was. I had to sleep in this mess I had, but I, I, I sewed. Somebody needed something, I just did it. I'm like, Joshua, right? Give it away all my stuff. <laughs> Give it away. I gave it away. I said, somebody need to take it. You know, I've got a faith project, and she gave me a bed. Well, I go there one day. She's all despondent. I said, what's the matter? And she got cancer. I said, this is great. What are we going to do with this? I was like, this is a nightmare. How's it going to She was despondent, really down. She was always up. And I was outside, and never forget this, as long as I live, 
This was God. I don't preach experience because experience doesn't line up with the word of God all the time, but this does. And I was beating myself in the head because I said, I need to be more equipped for this moment. And I felt inadequate in my position because I got to answer her problem. I'm thinking it's in front of me. The first thing God said to me was this while I was doing my job. He said, number one, when did you become the healer? I said, well, that's never been a title I've had or want in my own mind. And he said this. Never forget this. Write it down. He said, faith is not a container. He said, faith is an obtainer. And if you give me a keyhole's worth, I'll shove a miracle right through that door. I said, what'd you say? He said, faith is not a container. It's not a container. It is an obtainer. And if you give me a keyhole's worth, I'll shove a miracle right through that door. Because what he was saying was this, because I keep thinking, great faith, little faith, get a hangnail faith, get a foot faith. This lady got cancer, going to die faith. Where's that at? How in the world am I going to do this? And then he gave me the best one. He goes, son, faith is in the meter. That's what you mean. And I seen the gauge. Like, you know your car? E, full I'm worried about, he said, faith is not a meter. It's not a meter. Full tank faith, you can get a miracle. E faith, you can't get nothing. You can't even get a headache. He said, it's not a meter. It's an obtainer. It's not quantified by, 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 by um, size. It receives in a dimension different. Than what you're thinking. Because I kept being, I tried to quantify it based upon little faith. Ooh, I got little faith. I can get little prayers. Oh, I don't know about miracle stuff. How, do, how does this work? And God was like, you better get out of the way with all that nonsense. You ain't got little faith, medium faith, great. You either got faith or you don't have faith. And he, I said, man, I said, well, then I got off the hook because now all of a sudden I don't need great faith to get anything. No, I just need to find faith. And the Roman centurion will set you free. Watch this. And when Jesus was entering the crown him, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. And in, 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 in Mark's account, he says this. He said, he said this. He had a different uh, 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 way of saying it. But basically, in Mark's account, what the Roman centurion was this. He was asking, he, he asked if he was willing to come. He had the same question the leper had. Will you heal? Which means this. He don't know that Jesus would heal. Hello? I need to get real theological here. Hello? So the guy's question was, not just can you, but will you? But here's the big thing. Not will can you? Don't miss that. He didn't even know it was the will of God to heal the guy. He said, I'll come and heal him. Look at the next verse. Centurion said, Lord, I'm not worried you come on my roof. Just say the word. My servant will be healed. Look at this. Keep going. I'm a man under authority. Well, I'm telling you right here now. You, your life ain't worth nothing until it's submitted. You ain't got no power to you submit your life. The greatest day of power you will find. You will connect yourself in the greatest place of power you ever did in your life the minute you submit your life. I'm telling you, there's something in that Roman centurion. He understood because I'm in my spot, all you got to do. I don't know. I can't. I know some of it. Just bear with me. He said, I'm a man under authority. I understand how this works. Come on. Right? The Navy, right? right. One guy talks. He got enough epaulets or whatever those things are. You, everybody listens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> you look at stripes, right? Bars. Who's talking? You ain't nobody. You got enough bars? Everybody listens. Come on, right? You know what I mean? It's, it's order. Having a man on having soldiers on this guy go. Another one goes, this guy come, another one comes, he does it. Cool. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, I say unto you, verily means get your attention, 
I've not found so great faith, not even in Israel. How does this dude go from a one-time understanding to a man of great faith? How's he got great faith? Went from no faith to great faith like that. Obviously, this ain't, he didn't hear it. He wasn't listening to tapes all night long on his head. <laughs> Come on, man. He wasn't sitting in week-long meetings. He didn't reject what he heard. And the minute he didn't reject what he heard, the cool part about it, you want to know what I think it was? Not only did, now watch this. This is cool. Not only did he not reject what he heard, he didn't need to see anything to believe anything. He just went on the word. You ain't got to come and do that. Just say something. I don't need to see to believe. I just, listen, I accept what you hear, and I don't need to see. Listen to me. It's an element. Listen, I accept what you hear to be truth, and I don't need to see nothing for you to prove it to me. Just say something. Amen. You ain't got to do nothing. Just I heard it and say it. Because once you say it, it's as good as done. I don't need you to come to the house. It would have been cute. But guess what? I don't need to see. All I got to do is accept, and I don't need to see nothing to prove that what you say is making you valid. And it goes like this. I'm a man about authority. I know if you say it, somebody's going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't need to know how you're going to do it. I don't really care how you do it. I know, but once you say I'm a man under authority. Once you say it, I know it's as good as done. I don't need to see nothing. Just say something. And faith's got to be released. Because here's the problem. Everybody want to say something. You can't say nothing until you believe something. You can't say nothing until you believe it. That's what people got. People talking empty words. They got no power in them. Now, the devil will use them and twist them up and mess you up. But you got to have faith-filled words. Faith is two places, in the mouth and in the heart. If faith ain't in the mouth and the heart, you can't move your mouth. You all right? You can't be a rejecter. So what do you got to do? Now, to get this, you can't look at your circumstances to tell me whether the word of God can work or not. Now, your circumstances are going to look bigger than the word. That's why you got to value the word of God. Are you all right there? Can I give you something else? You okay with this? I got to show you this thing, right? You all right? Did you see that? Guys, at one time here. You see, you can't get afraid neither. Fear will try to undo faith every time. It's the reciprocal. It's the opposite. So when faith shows up, fear is going to show up. And if you don't like fear, you're in trouble. Because the minute you start doing something for the kingdom, fear is going to show up and start screaming at you. Is that right? Loud. You want to know why loud? Tries to get, what does fear always make you do? Fear always wants you to look at the circumstances. Never takes your eye off of anything but the circumstances. Look at the circumstances. Nah. Dance on the circumstances. Remember Jesus got out the boat? They walking on water. Peter's out there. Faith got him out there. That's the thing about Jesus. He'll get you out there in the middle of the ocean and leave you there. Joker ain't right. <laughs> She's like, come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you imagine? Like, ooh, it's a ghost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, it's Casper the ghost. She's like, no, nah, it ain't Casper. It's me. What's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put it in modern-day language. The guy's walking on water. Hello? And Jesus is all cool. You know, Jesus is cool. Hey, how's it going, Peter? <laughs> and Peter's like, bid me come. He's got to be all theologically King Jamesian. Biddest me to come. He said, come on out. And left that joker out there. <laughs> your faith will get you out there. But then your faith's got to keep you out there. Yeah. See, the keeping kind of faith is something you got to acquire. Yeah, See, everybody, all the rookies step, ooh, got excited on Sunday, step out on Monday. You ready to kill somebody by Thursday. Because this stuff don't look like it's working. Can I give you, can I give you a million-dollar nugget? Can I give you a million-dollar nugget? Do it anyway. Live on the edge. Stop living in that. Live on the edge. Go do it anyway. Sit there and laugh at the devil. Ha, 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 ha. I ain't going nowhere. I die with faith in my mouth and a Bible in my hand and resurrect from the dead before I'm going to give this thing up. I'm telling you, you better listen to me. Yeah. Put the word out. What you going to do? They told all robbers, what you going to do? You pray for them, they die. He said, pray for the next one. Glory to God. <laughs> I, was all that. I tell you that story about Dr. Cirillo. Oh, my God in heaven. The BBC, that's British Broadcasting. The BBC was there. He's in Africa, right? I told you what he did. Mark, Dr. Cirillo said, hey, 
eight minutes on the platform, he told everybody, he said, bring the blind, the crippled, the crazy, the lame, the dead. Bring them all, wheelchairs, bring everything. Lined them up. He started kicking crutches out from under. They're falling on the ground. Dude, my, my buddy, was, he said, I slid under the seat. I said, I don't know what this dude's going to do. Told the blind people, go look for light. Kick, flip the wheelchairs. The people squirming on the floor. And he started preaching while they were on the floor. He said, don't touch them. Leave them alone. He preaching, preaching the gospel, preaching the word. He said, nothing happened. They're laying on the ground trying to get up. He said, leave them alone. The one preacher tried to get them out, help them. Well, the, the lady thinks she's seen a little bit of light. He says, shut up and tell her, look for her. He was like, the preacher he got mad at the preacher, not the lady. He's very compassionate to his people. He said, you be quiet. I told her, look for the light. Look for sight. She's going to see. He sat there. And he said, man, 40 minutes into this thing, people start getting up for real. Woo! Not crawling, but like up, up, like I can walk now. Blind lady seeing, lame people walking, deaf people hearing, people can't talk, shouting. Hey, what do you mean? I'm talking about you got to get on the edge if you're going to get to faith. You can't, oh, I'm going to stay in the boat. You can't stay in no boat and see no miracle. You got to get on the edge where Jesus is. Get out in the water and stay out. I believe what the word of God said. I'm not backing up on it. I want to be comfortable. Nah, you got to go where crazy's at. You can't stay comfortable. It's a borderline next to insanity. This is nuts. But you got to go there. Faith lives in that realm. The unseen. They started getting up. It's a true story. What am I saying? Listen, man. Jesus tell you come. Once you come, you got to be able to maintain out there. Oh, it's easy to step out. You got to stay out there. What Peter sank, why did he sink? Look at the circumstances. Now, you heard this 105 times. Oh, Peter, look at the yard. Listen to me. You know what happened with Peter? He took his eyes off the faith that got him out there. Everybody say, he walking on the word. He walked on the word, but hear me. He didn't understand how to operate in the realm. This is what happens. I'm done, but get this. He got out in the middle of nowhere. See, this is what you got to get. Get this. This is really important. I'm done. Pull this in. The surroundings made him second guess whether his faith was working or not. If you don't understand what happens when you get out there, you'll abandon what got you out there. It's windy. Jesus said, man, don't look at the wind. I've been out here all the while. The wind starts blowing. When Jesus got back in the boat, what happened? The wind stopped. The wind, he didn't even say nothing. The wind, that story right there, the wind stopped. The waves stopped. The sea got calm. Remember I told you? You step out on this, all hell's going to break loose and try to make you think, Get back in the boat. You don't belong out here. It's a setup. Don't go back in the boat. Dance on the water and laugh. That's right. Dance on the water. Say, just step there. Say, ha, 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 I ain't going back in the boat. I know what this is supposed to do. This is trying to make me think what I stepped out on ain't working. And affliction and per Go to Mark. Go to Mark 4, 14. We're going home. Ready? Go to Mark 4, 14. Affliction and persecution arises for the. Yeah, you can play it. That's not breaks in and the persecution arises. Look, keep going. So or so is the word. They hear the word. They get excited. Go. 15. Ooh, yay. I got no understanding. Here comes the crazy devil. He takes what you hear. Go. For 16. Here we go, right? Say, come immediately. Take the word. Boom. These are they likewise which are shown us when they hear the word. Immediately they receive God. I'm happy. 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 And then what? No root in them endure for a while. Afterward, when affliction and persecution arises for the word saying, why does the pressure come? For the word. Why, you want to know why you got problems? You got word. You got, you got problems? You got word. You ain't got no problems? You ain't got no word. You didn't have no problems till you started coming to church. No, hear me now. When you were hanging out with all those wackadoos you were hanging out, I'm believing God for next level breakthrough. Now I got to fight every devil in hell. Come on, somebody, right? I got a word. And when I got a word, I got a battle. And when I got a battle, I got pressure. Pressure shows. That's what it was. Look at the wind. Now that pressure is going to be there. All the See, this is what happens, guys. Listen to me. You get the word and you think, I got this thing. I'm going to step out and it's going to be easy. 
That's a lie. It ain't going to be easy. It's going to get worse. You got to just hang on through the wind and hang on through the waves. And hey, don't look at the natural. Don't look at the natural. Just hang on. It's going to work out. Just hold on. And immediately it came, so they got offended. Well, if God loves me, why do I got to go through this? If I got the Bible, I went to church, I'll go to relevant, blah, blah, blah. I don't like Pastor Chris. Shut up. I hate you. Right? I know what goes on. He's a big mouth. Shut up, bald head. Leave me alone. I don't want to believe nothing. Blah, 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 blah. I know how y'all do. That's why y'all come back, though. Y'all leave, try to go to the country club, can't make it because they, they, they don't know. You get a country club, you just go there and hang out. Well, praise God. Are you welcome to the club? Praise Lord. I'm slapping you around, turning you into a soldier. You ain't in no club. You a machine. Amen. I want to go to the club. Can I just go to the country club and hang out? Don't tell me how good I'm. Tell me how much Jesus loves me. Oh, my God, you little baby. Jesus loves you. This little light of yours, you're going to let it shine. Be quiet. I'm a blowtorch. I ain't no little light. I'm here to burn down fire from heaven. Amen. Cut it out. Stop back like, oh, I want to be comfortable. You ain't going to be comfortable in the kingdom. It's uncomfortable. Now, here's the key. When you step out, it gets a little wild. Go with wild. I don't know who told you. See, this is where it happens. I'm in faith. Guess what? When you step in faith, everything around you is going to try to get you in fear. Don't fall for the setup. Just stay there and say, all right, you told me this was coming. I'm cool with it. I'm just keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Well, if, it, if God loved me, why? Don't think this fiery trial is some strange thing. It come to try to get your faith. If you got faith, your victory will overcome the world. Oh, praise God, we looked at it. It doesn't look good. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, whatever. You get mad, offended. I'm so mad at God, I'm mad at God. He should be doing that. Shut up. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Just stay with him. He'll get you to the place. Faith can't fail. But we can't, but we abandon it because we don't understand it. Why am I serving God? I got to go through all this. You don't, let me tell you, you ain't living for here. Whoever told you you living in this earth for here lied like lied like lied. This is the test for heaven. This ain't, you know, let me tell you something. You so worried about keeping your life in the earth? You crazy. You're going to be here 80, 90 years. You're going to be in eternity forever. I want to show up with a resume. Praise be to God. I got a, did a little thing down there in the earth. I did something. I'm not going to try to merit my work, but what am I going to do? Just live for there, live for here? You crazy. You know, I love it. What good's a man gain the whole world, lose his own soul? There ain't nothing. Give it up. Give it up. There ain't nothing in the world. Don't. And don't look at the natural. Look at the supernatural. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. If you got pain in your body, you got pain in your body, you got sickness in your body, you got something going on, I want you to come down here. Anybody got pain in your body? Anybody going through anything like that? Wave at me if you got pain in your body. Come down here now. I'm going to pray for a couple people. I'm believing there's a good anointing in here, and then we can go. Anybody got pain in your body? You got pain in your body? Come down here now. You're cool. You can leave it. There's not that many people coming. It's all right. Come down here. Pain in your body. Pain in your body. Pain in your body. Anybody pain in your body? And listen to me. There's a couple of you I want to pray for you. All right? So just stay in the atmosphere of this. I'm going to pray for the people not feeling their best. We're going to pray for you. Believe God. And we're going to expect God to move supernaturally. You got pain in your body. Chris, just lift your hands to heaven. Everybody in the building, Miss Lynn, lift your hands to heaven. Everybody just lift your hands to heaven. And then I'm going to pray for some of you. If you got sickness or you got something going on in your body, you need a touch from heaven, you need healing power, I'm going to release it. Then I'm going to pray for a couple of you, all right? Okay, you ready for me? I'll pray for a couple of you. Let's pray for these guys. In the mighty name of Jesus, there it is, bam. In the mighty name of Jesus, there it is, bam. I believe the power of God, amen? I believe in the power of God. You ready? You believe in the power of God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to lay hands on you. Let the anointing do its work right there in Jesus' name. Right now, Jesus' name. There's a handful of you I'm going to pray for. We're going to go real slow. Let my friend right here, come here. Come here. You, you come right here. And then, Rochelle, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Hey, m- 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 come here. Come here. Miss Shemetta, bring your friend and come down here. Bring your friend next to you, the, 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 my late friend. Lift your hands to heaven as soon as you come down here. As soon as you guys come down here, I pray for healing. Pray for healing. Pray for some of you. I just see it on you and stuff like that. Hey, Miss Teresa, right? Teresa, come down here. Hey, my lady friend right there with the glasses, come here. Yeah, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Jody, come down here. Ruben, you got to leave. You got to leave. Come here for a minute. Can I get you for a minute? I really feel like this is brand new. Let me pray for you first, Ruben. I feel like, oh my God, I just stepped in the pocket of the anointing. Come over here. Come over here. Come on aside. Yeah, come here. Let me pray for Ruben real quick. I don't want to keep you late, but come here. 
If you're good, you're going to be all right. I felt the anointing. I called your name. I felt the anointing hit me. The power of God is going to hit your body. Everything's going to regulate, be fine, be well and whole. The anointing is going to come on you real strong, so get ready. Real strong. And then you stay with him. Help him if he needs to go. All right? Ready? The anointing is going to come on you real strong. I felt it come on me so strong when I called your name. Power right in him. Power right in him. Power right in him. There it is right there. Let me pray for Miss Linda because she's been waiting for a minute. There's a real good healing anointing just came on me right now in Jesus' name. Real good, strong, and healing anointing on me right now. Amen. If you're down here, just come down. If I call, oh, Miss Wanda, come here. Yeah, come here. If I see it on you, I'm going to get you. Lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes, don't get scared. Lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes, don't get scared. I ain't going to do nothing scary. Nothing scary is going to happen. Power of God is going to hit you when it, when it hits you. When it hits you, when it hits you, don't get nervous, okay? Don't just close your eyes, stay in it if you feel it right there in Jesus' name. There's power on you in Jesus' name. There's healing power coming on you right there. There it is, right there. Jesus' name. Supernatural power. Take one step up. Supernatural power. Whoa, I feel the anointing coming on me strong. Right there in Jesus' name. Yeah, go slow. Don't get up real quick. Lift your hands to heaven. Lift your, what you came to receive, what you came to receive, you're going to get. What you came to receive, you're going to get. What you came to receive, what you came. What you came to receive, you're going to get in Jesus' name. Fill her up to overflowing. It's going in this hand. And it's going through your body that way. And it's going through your body. It's like electricity. It's going to go through your body. All that pain that you were dealing with is going to go. And every day you're trying to come against you, it's going to be, it's going to be like a weight lifted off your shoulder. And you're going to more, more breakthrough. More, more, more breakthrough. Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Power, 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 power. Fire! Love the Holy Ghost. My, Miss Flory, come here. Right now, 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 peace. Now, peace. Top of your head, sole of your feet. Now, in Jesus' name. I believe it. I believe it. Power. Power. Supernatural ability in this next season. Total health and healing now. Yes. Top of your head and the sole of your feet in Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord. Slift your hands to heaven. We're just going to. Pray for the people, amen, everybody watching. We just pray right now in Jesus' name. Whatever you have need of, God will meet your need. Reaching right where you're at. Needs are being met. Things are being changed and transformed. I'm believing tonight something to happen. Hey, Jeff, come here. Something to happen. Something to happen. Something to happen. Supernatural in the lives of these people listening. God, I just thank you, Lord, that from this moment forward, something's happening, touching their life, changing their life, transforming their life in Jesus' Might and everybody watching, listen to me, everybody watching, let me look at the camera, slide aside for a minute. Everybody watching, everybody watching right now, I'm believing, I'm believing that's power and that's here, touches you, meets your need, change your life. You might watch this a year from now, but the same anointing here is going to invade your house, your car, your t whatever you're watching, whatever you're seeing. I'm believing, I'm releasing faith, and the anointing is going to touch you, heal your body, change your mind, bring your faith to a whole new level, give you the answer and the victory you've been waiting for and looking for. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, and we believe it. And Jeff, lift your hand to heaven, get ready. You're going a whole new season of life. So close your eyes. God's got planned for your life. It's greater than you even know. You don't even understand it. It's okay. Stay close. Get ready. Watch what starts happening in your life. Change, transformation. You're going to change, transform, and you're going to see yourself the way God sees you. From this moment forward, you're going to see yourself the way God sees you. Or start seeing yourself there. And I release the anointing. Top of his head, sole of his feet. Fill him right now, Lord. Overflowing. There it is. Let that anointing fill him, God. Here we go. Now, more, 
more, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Lord, top of his head, sole of his feet right now. In Jesus' name. Top of his head, sole of his feet. Thank you, Lord. Fill him, Lord. Change him, Lord. Transform him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Jerry, come here. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jerry, come here. I don't know. I close my eyes and pray for him and seeing seen you and seeing God moving. Thank you, Lord, for healing power flowing in his body. Every single instance that tries, anything that try, every symptom that tries to come upon him, I rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. Now. Now! Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hey, Miss Marcy, come here. Come here. I'm in it. When I'm in it, hey, Melissa, come here. Come here. Watch this. Watch it work. Good anointing in here. Said it better, better. Just lift your hands to heaven. Brand new season. 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 Pow. What you're believing for, what you're expecting for, bam. Watch it. Bam, 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 bam. You're like a sponge. You're just going to get absorb it. Shapakalamate kifrapakalama. It's like a... I'm believing. Amen. I'm believing and expecting. You believe and expect. We just go higher and higher and higher. Amen. I know you guys got this thing. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.